Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where death is belayed by the fury of savage kings. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. You guys have heard it before, think of this entire project as me doing an audiobook fan project of League Stories and Lore. This week's story is another fan request. I've got four more lined up. I have a slot for uh, someone else in there if you guys got someone you want me to do. So, again... This week is Trendemir, the Barbarian King. And now for my terrible impression. Rage is my weapon. Fueled by unbridled fury and rage, Trendemir once carved his way through the Freljord, openly challenging the greatest warriors of the north to prepare himself for an even darker day ahead. The wrathful barbarian has long sought revenge for the annihilation of his clan, but more recently he's found companionship with Ash, forging an alliance of marriage with the Avarosan War Mother. His almost inhuman strength and fortitude are legendary and have delivered him and his new allies countless victories against the greatest of odds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks again for tuning in to Stories of Terror. I appreciate it. It is the holidays, whatever holiday that is you may celebrate. There are a dozen going on right now, it seems like. I myself will be celebrating Christmas with my family this weekend. So, um, a happy holidays and may this time be a, a moment in your life to reflect on something peaceful and restful and bring you hope. Because I know many of the faiths and traditions of this time of year are there to inspire hope. So, there you go. Enjoy yourselves, and uh, there you go. Don't forget to rate on whatever podcast platform you listen to or share this with your friends. That's what helps it grow if you enjoy these stories. And now for the biography. Trindemir came into the world knowing only the harshness of survival, for the frozen steppes where his clan made their home never truly thawed. Though they praised all the Freljord's old gods as well as the cult of the three, they prayed most often to a spirit deity known to ravage the tundra, a hearty and unkillable tusk lord. Since the raw materials required for armor were scarce, the clan instead put its resources toward the forging of great blades, inspired by their god's ivory canines. The stamina and dueling prowess of Trendemir's people became legendary. 
They were able to fend off other raiding tribes, slay the great beasts of the mountains, and repel Noxians encroaching to the south. Trendemir himself grew to be a brash and formidable warrior, but it wasn't until a particularly cruel midwinter night that his strength was truly tested. An unusual storm swept in from the east, bringing with it an icy darkness, and a towering horned figure silhouetted against the full moon. Some of the clan knelt, believing that their boar god stood among them. This creature dripped with ancient magic, true enough, but he was not of the Freljord, and those that knelt were the first to die. Trendemir looked on in horror. He could feel the unhinged brutality rising in his heart at the sight of the invader's cruel living sword. Whether taken by bloodlust or some other madness, Trendemir raised his own blade and let out a defiant roar. The dark figure swatted him aside like an insect. Trindemir lay surrounded by the dead, in snow soaked almost black with blood. He drew what he thought would be his last breaths as the creature approached and spoke. Trindemir tried to hold on to the strange, archaic words, but as his life force slipped away, it was the thing's laughter that burned itself into the young warrior's memory. For Trendemir did not die that night. He was revived by a rage unlike anything he had ever experienced. He looked to the eastern horizon, intent on avenging not only the destruction of his clan, but the desecration of his own martial pride. However, retribution was not what the steps offered him. There were survivors, and they would not be long for this world if Trendemir could not find others to shelter them. There were Noxians to the south, Frostguard to the north, and the dark figure had come from the east. To the west, it was said that there were some tribes gathering before the supposed reincarnation of Avarosa. Once, he might have dismissed such fanciful rumors, but now he knew this was his only recourse. Trindemir and the remnants of his people arrived in the valley as little more than beggars. The young warrior was determined to show his clan's worth and win them the Avarosan leader's protection so that he could return to the thoughts of revenge. Brandishing his tusked sword, he did what came naturally and challenged others to duels. Holding the image of the dark figure and its echoing laughter in his mind, Trindemir quickly bested anyone who stepped forward. His singular fury was deeply unsettling to the Avarosans. The northern warriors, too, noted his rapid healing between bouts. Unlike the iceborne that walked among them, the more Trendemir gave in to his rage, the more quickly his body healed. Many suspected that he and his clan practiced strange and unnatural magics, and so Trendemir's plan to prove his worth was now endangering the wider acceptance of his people. But not all of the Avarosans had turned against him. Their war mother, Ash, was looking to strengthen her position with a political marriage, to someone who could face down the endless challenges for her hand and to her rule. Seeing an opportunity in the handsome barbarian, she pledged to take in his clan as Avarosans if Trindemir became her first and only bloodsworn. As he spent more time in Ash's company, he began to believe what others had whispered that she was, indeed, the divine reincarnation of Avarosa herself. 
His rage found temperance in her thoughtful leadership, and a genuine affection grew between them. Even so, serving as Ash's champion, Trindamir now looks to an uncertain future. The barbarian king can see war brewing all too clearly on the Freljord's horizon, yet he still thirsts for his own personal revenge, and begins to wonder if his predestined fate might not be at his queen's side after all. Today's story, A Smoldering Coal, written by Roy Graham. This far north, the nights are dark, the shadows grow long in the halls of ash and her blood-sworn groom. The braziers burn down to smoldering coals. They may seem extinguished or dead, but even a fool knows not to grasp one with the naked hand. Even a fool. Truth be told, he isn't much to look at. Tall, yes, and strong, but that dark hair that falls around his shoulders is flecked with grey. He does not look like a figure of myth and legend. Seated at the head of the table, Trendemir looks like a man. His eyes are flat and green, and dull like an animal's. And yet, I cannot meet them for long. I witnessed the rage they conceal, and it nearly took me as the ember takes the straw. It happened in my first winter as a battle maiden to Ash. I was young, brash, and very bored. My new life was not the adventure I had once dreamed it might be. When she went to fight the northern raiders, Ash had left me in the great hall to watch over her bloodsworn. Trendemir wasn't mustering war parties or howling with battle lust. He was holding an audience with a collection of envoys from local clans. Not even thanes or war mothers, but little men and women who believed the world turned on the precise numbers of cattle ranging in their pastures. The dullest of the lot happened to be talking just then in a doddering greybeard. War Mother Ash has taken in three of our warriors to the north to throw back the raiders of the winter's claw. That is one in the three hands not tilling the earth, one in three eyes not watching the flock. I understand your people never raised crops or herded animals, but in more civilized lands. I wanted to see the elder's head parted from his shoulders. This was the War Mother's bloodsworn he was addressing, and from my silent post behind Trindemir I glared up at him, hoping to see a flicker of anger under that passive mask. I already knew, though, that I would be disappointed. By the gods, I wanted him to show some of his legendary temper. So young, and so foolish, I have never forgotten that. I wanted to see it. Allow me, Bloodsworn, to educate you on the proper management of the lands west of the White Hills, the Greybeard went on. I found my hand curling around the leather wrapping on my sword. Before I could act on my rashness, the great wooden doors of the hall swept open. The braziers sputtered and hissed as wind and snow pushed their way inside, and with them came figures, half a dozen of them. At their head was a tall woman, 
silver braids peeking out from a traveling hood dusted with frost. As she pushed it back, I recognized the jagged white scar that crossed her face. Hildred? The war mother of my tribe fixed me with a cold stare. It was then that I noticed her followers, wrapped in furs and leathers and armor, pushing the great door shut. Warriors, one and all, with weapons drawn and bloodied. It was a war party. Around the hall, the envoys had gone silent, staring nervously at the new arrivals. Trindamir watched them too, though if the presence of bare weapons in his hall irked him, I could not tell. Hildred ignored me, starting for Trindamir. I stepped in front of her. Go no further, war mother. Sigra, she said, her voice ice cold as winter. You would do me honor to still call me by that title, and I'm glad you haven't gotten your f- forgotten your first oaths. Why are you here, Hildred? Why are you here? Step aside, child. Step aside, child. If your new war mother was within my grasp, I would have wet my axe with her blood. But blood must be shed, so her second will have to do. Heldred of Three Rivers. A voice echoed in the darker corners of the hall. Trendemir, you have come a very long way. Why do you seek battle? Hail, Bloodsworn, she said. I will tell you. Five days passed and the sun rose over our village. Something else rode in with it. Raiders. Reavers. Killers. The words sunk into me like knives. Winter's Claw, I whispered. Aye, she barked. Winter's Claw, and they came while the man you defend sat behind his stout walls, growing fat and slow and did to us what the Winter's Claw always does. Now there was time when we might have driven him off, but that was before Ash called for warriors, before she took out every single one of the three hands strong enough to swing a blade. Her voice became a bitter hiss. We couldn't hold. Speech would not come to me. I have been there, I thought. If I hadn't owed myself to another, I could have. I could have fought. How many? How many were lost? Your elders hid in time, Sigra. For that I am grateful. But many did not. Too many. Slowly, Trendemir pushed himself to his feet. I am sorry, War Mother, for your loss. I know what it is like to lead a desperate people. Bring your survivors here. They can share our food, our walls, and you are welcome. It was a noble offer. Hildred only spat on the floor. From her belt, the War Mother pulled her axe. I do not want your walls or your food, Bloodsworn. I want blood for blood. They always say I'm due for a challenge, and so a challenge I make. This is foolishness, I said. Think of our kin. Think of my elders, I did not say. You forget your place, child. I will not say it again. Step aside. 
fury tightened my hand around the hilt of my sword. In one motion I drew it, the steel glowing orange in the firelight. No, Hildred, I have forgotten nothing. I am a battle maiden, sworn to defend this hall. On my oath I accept your challenge. So be it. If you are in a hurry to die, then make it quick. Enough! Bellowed Trindemir. I will have no Avarosan blood spilled around this hearth. We have many enemies enough without killing each other. The echo of his words shook the very timbers of the hall. Never had I heard him speak like this. I could not miss something dangerous just below the surface. But Hildred only sneered. I do not fear you, Bloodsworn. Life behind these walls has dulled your edge. Mine is killing sharp. I caught her first blow on my sword. The shock of it nearly dislocated my shoulder. I had barely recovered by the time Hildred swung again. I was quick, but she had experience and strength on her side. Hildred's overhead chop missed my skull by inches and buried the axe head in the floor. I lunged forward, thrusting for her, but with a ferocious grunt she wrenched her axe free, backhanding the fat end into my ribs. Pain shot through my chest and I sagged to one side, unable to keep my footing. From the floor I raised my sword, pointing feebly at the woman who had once been my war mother. She struck it from my hand dismissively. I will tell your kin you fought bravely, secret battle maiden. Hildred raised her axe to deliver the killing stroke. I squeezed my eyes shut, but it never fell. I looked up. Trindemir had caught the axe, caught it in his open hand. Blood dripped from the blade down his arm onto the timbers below. This is not our way. Averosans protect one another. From the floor, I watched as the open wound from his palm sealed itself shut. Im impossible. He was speaking through gritted teeth, and that lurking danger I had sensed earlier now screamed in my head. Run, it said. Run now while you can. For a moment, I saw that Hildred heard it too, but then with a snarl, she swung her axe again, a mighty two-handed blow meant to cleave the man in half. Trendemir roared. It was an inhuman sound, a fury deeper than the roots of the mountains, as bottomless as the deepest lake. He roared, and then he lunged for her. That was two winters ago. Two winters, and I haven't forgotten what I saw. Probably never will. Probably I shouldn't. I am an oath sworn still, bound to fight by his side. When I stand guard over my barbarian charge, motionless at his long table, I see Hildred's face twisted in agony. When the fires burn low in the long hall, I hear her screams. I've seen what lurks beneath those placid, dull eyes. Every night, I pray to my ancestors that I will not see it again. Some things are better left in stories. Some coals are better left smouldering.
thanks again for listening. I appreciate you all. If you really do enjoy this, then by all means, uh, if you've got a champ you'd like me to read through, then hit me up on social media, Ravenhood across the board. That's where I, I am everywhere. And um, other than that, thanks again so much for listening. I appreciate it. And may your holidays be filled with a renewal of hope and peace as you find rest in the moments where you can. Catch you on the flip side.